0: Since that time, I was in prison. I lost everything, even my family, even my friends. That prison life is prison life is
1: not good at all. Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, a side of Net Production. I'm Sally Amutabi. Providing healthcare to a captive population should be easy. But, disease and hunger are common in many of Africa's prisons. Around the world, prison populations have been hit hard by COVID-19, while some countries in Sub-Saharan Africa including Malawi, Zimbabwe and Zambia released limited numbers of inmates to reduce crowding, the poor prison conditions pose an ongoing public health threat. To find out more, Charles Spenslow speaks to a former inmate of Malawi's notoriously overcrowded prisons. Edwin McFarren was held in Blantyre's Chichiri Prison and the maximum security Zomba Prison. He tells Africa Science Focus what life was like behind the walls.
0: All right, my name is Edwin McFarren. I'm 37 years old, so I was arrested on 13th December 2012.
2: You were acquitted uh, at the end. How did you access these lawyers?
0: All right, I, I accessed those lawyers through my brother because I was charged for 13 years, but I managed to stay there for five years. But there's others inside there who don't have any, anybody to help, so they're just staying there. They fail to be released because they don't have money.
2: Right. Maybe, how does it look like? What do you do when you wake up in the morning, uh, from morning to evening?
0: All right. Uh, the conditions not good. During the day, they lock up at 2 o'clock is when you get inside. Up to next day, 7 o'clock a.m. is when they open the door so that you can get out and get some necessary things maybe bathing doing something like cooking you see but even the condition inside there is so congested and the way people sleep we sleep like sardines like sardines not like human beings right uh, they
2: might expose someone to the diseases or someone might be able to contract diseases while well in the cell
0: yeah the the, the, the there's 100 percent of contracting diseases because they just mix up a patient and a healthy person. You can see the prison, which is supposed to hold 800 imminent, is holding almost 3,000. So they didn't isolate us, they just keep us. Maybe someone is on TB treatment. It's dangerous. It's like they are taking us to prison just. To be cured when you contract some diseases, because I can go there as a healthy person, ended up coming back with TB. Even food getting healthy access is a problem. And food, you receive one meal a day, and it's not a meal; it's just a, in, in the form of porridge, with some pigeon beans and cooked well, which is not healthy to a human being. And that means you take it early in the morning, maybe 6 o'clock, by 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. When they look, open the door, you just land to the kitchen to get that porridge. And if nobody comes to visit you, then your life is in danger. Because even when they go there, the authority, they hide the other things which is happening inside there. They didn't give you a clear picture what the prison life is. People are suffering. People are even dying, because when you are suffering, to take you to the hospital, they make sure that your condition is so worse, and you just for formality that you go to the hospital. But you, you can't survive going to the hospital, because they, those prisoners, the officers, they know ah, this one is already dead. They don't want people to come out alive.
1: The overcrowding and appalling health conditions in Malawi's prisons are well-known, say, rights advocates.
3: It's not a hidden uh, secret that in Malawi uh, the conditions are poor. Uh, When we go back to read the uh, Gebo Masangano case uh, of 2007, um, it does reveal how bad the conditions are to the context that the conditions themselves uh would result into torture in uh by keeping people in those kind of conditions
1: alexius kamangila is a member of the legal action and profit reprieve Alexius' work brings him in close contact with prisoners across malawi
3: uh there are a lot of people that are in prison that should not be in prison that already gives um overclouding in prisons what this entails is that uh, people are clouded in a way that people can't even tend during sleeping time. So this, this situation is so horrible that even when uh, a respiratory disease starts, it spreads to everyone. It's a heavy hazard. You know, We're putting people in conditions where uh, these are death traps. It's no longer a place that we are trying to recollect people. That being said, there's also another aspect of nutrition area where people only eat at once. And even for them to eat at, uh, at that time, it takes a lot of effort. There's a lot of chaos that happens because of the situation. Within that environment where you're living, you're prone to different diseases and then you're eating poorly. Then you're putting your life in danger. Uh, and then it makes worse with the COVID-19 because they do not have materials like PPEs and all that. But at the same time, there are orders to say relatives should not be visiting this prison. But then, for the few that are visited by the relatives, they provide a provision or they support the nutritional uh, content which the prison fails, which is a duty of the government to provide this nutritional supplements uh, to the prisons. Uh, we can give an example of Rwanda what they have done during COVID. Where they allowed the prisoners to be the prisoners to be accessing Airtel money, so they do not have direct contact, physical contact, but at least they are creating systems where people can still support those that are in prison from the outside world.
1: In 2007, the High Court of Malawi scrapped the mandatory death penalty for murder, and overturned the death sentence of all prisoners on death row. Despite these recent reforms. Alexio says that the poorest members of Malawi society still find themselves trapped in the system.
2: Do you think there is a a certain group in the society that is likely to be targeted?
3: To be honest, within the Malawian system, in my uh, few years of practice, uh, the criminal justice system is a place where um, the economic status of the person matters a lot. Those that do not have capacity to afford a counsel of their own choice uh, have higher chances of uh, finding themselves in jail, even getting a sentence that they do not deserve because of lack of that kind of legal representation. And I could give you an example. Listen, to the High Court has made a ruling in the case of our Aw- Lima Demba versus the Republic of Malawi, where um, he has spent 14 years in jail waiting for trial. And this is a key story, uh, is one of the uh, key examples of people that are in the system that might be forgotten, that might be kept as ghosts within the system, only because of the fact that they did not have a lawyer that they could afford and who would have paid attention to uh, the situation of this person.
1: Tokozile Piri Nkoma is the executive director of the nonprofit organization Facilitators of Community Transformation. She says that tuberculosis, known as TB, and HIV aren't the only health challenges in prisons. Uh,
4: I think there is a continuous worry about non communicable diseases, uh, diabetes, cancer. A lot of which has been compounded as a result of you know other services that are not being provided, and and and, and many underlying health conditions that come come about as a result of so poor uh, well being you know, within the prisons. You know, increases increases the risk of uh, contracting diseases. A lot of them are dysentery, uh, malaria, uh, HIV and AIDS as well. And I think that's not the case with Malawi only, and I understand that most of the prisons within the region are also faced with the same uh, factors. So, in a nutshell, I think I could present that, those as, as, as the main uh, health risks within the prisons.
1: Data and research on health and welfare inside Africa's prisons is limited, despite so many first-hand accounts of the poor conditions, particularly for minority groups.
4: There has been a challenge uh, in terms of uh, collecting data within prisons and I think uh, because of security issues and and we haven't really advanced in terms of having a prevalence survey within the prisons to come up with the actual prevalence rate of of TB and other health-related conditions uh, in prisons. But I do feel that for us to have a sustainable and impactful uh, TB, HIV prevention program or health, uh, health management programs. We need other partners who are outside uh, the health system to come in and give in their perspectives. And I think we still also have issues of, you know, um, uh, LGBTIs within prisons that are overlooked. And, and this is an issue that, you know, is not coming out to ensure that there is a service provision to all people that need it in a differentiated way.
1: Kozile Pere Nkoma, ending today's report on inmate health and the state of Malawi's prisons. Now it's that time of the week where we hand the show over to you. Cindy Mombazi in Zambia has a question about coronavirus for Dr. Isaac Kinsley Amponsa from Ghana's Kwame Nkuruma's University of Science and Technology.
2: Hi. My name is Cindy Mombazi from Century Secondary School. I have a question on coronavirus on which I have been wondering. Why are diabetics more at risk? Hello, Cindy I'm um, Generally, what we know about diabetes is that it weakens the immune system of the individual. And because they are easily prone to infection, coronavirus is just another infection that they can encounter. However, already they have a problem with gaseous exchange in their lungs. When they get coronavirus, which affects the lungs, this becomes a much, much bigger problem to the extent that diabetics mostly would have to be put on a ventilator. Again, the problem with diabetics and coronavirus is that because of their weakened immune system and a state of inflammation, coronavirus recruits more inflammatory cells. In other words, coronavirus increases the state of inflammation, I would say there is an exaggerated response. And that puts diabetics at risk of morbidities. And when a diabetic gets coronavirus, you know, the blood platelets are responsible or take uh, take part in blood clotting. And so in diabetics, there is high platelet activity already. The platelet activity increases. And we have a situation where we have blood clotting in various organs.
1: Thanks, Cindy, for your great question. If any of your friends also have a science question they want answered, they can send us a text or voice message via WhatsApp to plus two five four seven nine nine. And that's our show for today. For more episodes from Africa Science Focus, go to www.sidev.net or subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis. The editors were Fiona Broom and Jackie Opara-Fatoye with reporting from Charles Pensillo. I'm Sally Amutabi see you next wednesday this program was funded by the european journalism center through the european development journalism grant program with support from the bill and melinda gates foundation